0: Hello listeners, welcome to a very special podcast of Mastering MarTech, a very special curated video series powered by Netcore Smart Tech, where we speak to leading growth practitioners who are working at the cutting edge of marketing technology. I am your host, Mudit, leading product solutions at Netcore for India. Today, I have with me a very, very special guest, whose immense contribution to the marketing ecosystem spans over a decade. Having contributed to the growth of Unilever, Big Basket, and currently the Chief Marketing Officer of Medlife, please welcome Meera Ayer. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast Meera.
1: My pleasure.
0: Uh, so without further ado and to set up the context, uh, Meera could you shed light on your journey in the consumer tech or the B2C space and uh, how has the adoption of uh, MarTech really evolved during your inspirational journey?
1: So I began my career after to finishing MBA from Jamnal Bajaj in Bombay and uh, started off as a management trainee at Hindustan Devers. Um, and this is something that uh, is a dream job and a dream role for uh, any and everybody marketer in the country. And indeed, this uh, you know, venerated institution has been called as a CEO factory to uh, literally a university of marketing. And uh, I owe all my basics and fundamentals in marketing to Hindustan more than any other organization. And uh, it was indeed a very pleasant and a very exciting nine years that I spent over there across various roles, starting with sales and then moving on to uh, brand building and then brand development Um, and learned a lot over there, uh, finally handling uh, brands like Darwin Pairs for skincare. Um, And then the exact uh, other end of it in terms of uh, experience, when I joined Big Basket as their head of marketing. Um, and this is where uh, honestly it was a time where digital was exploding it was a time where marktech was you know kind of uh, in the beginning of its entire hockey stick curve i would say and it was a fantastic time to have uh, changed faces from uh, a unilever kind of a large organization uh, talking traditional marketing terms to a startup and that to e-commerce and on to full-on digital um, kind of marketing right? So yeah, so it it, it was an interesting transformation. And uh, I credit Basket for having educated me on the entire digital side of both marketing and commerce uh, in the three years that I was there. And, and it was a fantastic journey to go from somewhere around 40 crores per month kind of a revenue to uh, well over to 222, twenty five kind of uh, number in that three years. Very, very exciting. Um, and yeah, uh, now currently with Medlife, which is a completely different sector, healthcare, uh, and I have gotten to know so much about the sector, uh, continue to be in the entire e-commerce startup kind of a space, but uh, truly exciting and very different as compared to what it was with groceries and with FMCG, uh, particularly in my previous experiences. So yeah, it's been phenomenal uh, journey from being a complete traditional offline marketer to uh, an online plus offline kind of a mixed uh, modeling uh, or mixed model marketer uh, with the basket That and that journey continues with my life.
0: Sure, 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 Mira. In fact, that's that's been a super transition, uh, you know, from the offline space to the online space. Uh, and and you know, as you rightly said, coming to your uh, you know current uh, genre, which is uh, you know the e-pharmacy market, uh, you know, currently that, that you're uh, driving the growth for uh, for MedLife. Uh, the e-pharmacy market in India is basically expected to reach uh, around sixteen billion dollars by twenty twenty five. Uh, Set in this backdrop, you know, your journey at MedLife. Uh, could you share some insights regarding, uh, you know, Medlife itself, uh, Genesis and growth story?
1: So, uh, the e-health market actually, Madit, is going to be about 16 billion dollars as per the Red Seer report that's, that was released early this year. Okay. Uh, and Of course, the largest part of this e-health is going to be e-pharma. Um, and uh, if you look at Medlife, Medlife started well over five years back. And it was started by uh, Tushar and Prashant, who are uh, second generation of uh, you know, Alchem, Laboratories and Tulip um, respectively, both of which are uh, fairly large companies in the overall healthcare space. So uh, the second generation getting onto new age technology and leveraging it to plug in uh, healthcare caps was a, I think was a brilliantly scripted story. And uh, they could do so because they really understood uh, the entire healthcare ecosystem very intricately, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that obviously helps in terms of knowing that there is a massive gap. Just to give you a simple statistic, Mm-hmm. Um, in in our country, where we have about a 1.3 billion population, yes. we have about 13 million grocery outlets. So one three. Wow. So that's the number of grocery outlets that you have. But in terms of pharmacies, that number shrinks to just eight lakhs or 0.8 million. Sure. Like, the the ratio is terrible in terms of uh, access to basic healthcare, which is your medicines. Uh, of course, even the doctor patient ratio in the country is pretty bad. And especially when it comes to specialists and specialties. So uh, knowing very well that these are the kind of gaps that exist in the ecosystem and with terrible fill rates and with uh, pharma supply chains not quite reaching the majority of uh, an FMCG kind of a setup. Mm-hmm. I think the founders uh, pretty much saw this as a huge opportunity as well as a great, uh, um, a great way to serve people. So indeed, Medlife's vision is to basically improve health outcomes for Indians by leveraging technology and making healthcare both, both accessible and affordable sure. and this is what is happening. Uh, so I think five years back, the uh, founders, given their background in healthcare, found, uh, found this to be a tremendous opportunity to both uh, have a successful business as well as serve the country and that's how it started um, and it, it, it's been great journey in terms of, uh, you know, I've been here for a year and a half now or more than a year and a half. But it's been a fantastic and truly phenomenal journey where Medlife is risen uh, uh, to be the market leader and, and a market leader by far. And that's something that even the Red Sea Report acknowledges. Um, and uh, it, you know it, that, that, that goes across revenue, that goes across uh, the kind of mix that we have, that goes across uh, the salience and brand consideration. Sure. And it's been terrific uh, to reach the scale. September last year, uh, you know, we reached the 100 crore mark in terms of monthly revenue. Yeah. And and it's been a steady clocking growth over here. Of course, there was disruption through April because of the entire lockdown and a series of challenges that suddenly came about uh, thanks to this pandemic.
0: Sure. But
1: other than that, it's been a fantastic journey for Medlife, uh, where it's uh, you know grown to be grown to become the largest e-health platform in the country.
0: Wow, wow! Uh, in fact, uh, Meera, this recollects me to one of you know uh, the points that we had stated uh, you know a few uh, a, a few months back, wherein you actually mentioned that. Uh, how Medlife would not only focus on you know shelling across uh, you know uh, medical supplements or uh, let's say for example you know uh, you know diagnostic practitioners. Uh, it will focus on the overall well-being of every you know single user or a consumer. Uh, and, and looking at the growth numbers, it's really staggering to see that. Uh, coming to the point that you rightly mentioned in the in the, in the end of the statement, uh, that pre-COVID the Indian, Indian you know e-pharmacy market was supposed to and uh, you know compound annual growth rate of 60%. Uh, till 2022 Uh, and considering as you rightly said uh, COVID-19 has caused customers to migrate towards digital consumption Uh, what are the some of you know some of the key short-term and long-term consumer behavioral trends that you think uh, will continue to stay with us or improve
1: Um, great question actually so I think uh, one of the things that all marketers should you know immediately perk up their ears and listen is to the kind of changes that are happening uh, in the market due to this entire lockdown right and this lockdown is going to get changes which are you know which are temporary which are uh, kind of uh, permanent too and uh, what it has particularly accelerated I think is a shift to digital life and in a way way Uh, more concentrated firm. So age groups like the older Janta who were never quite comfortable with technology or wanting to go there for the first time are actually adopting it in large numbers Uh, or you see that suddenly the number of touch points uh, that are there in the entire customer lifecycle as well as the customer journey in terms of buying a product uh, suddenly has far more digital touch points as compared to the offline ones. Uh, and indeed, e-commerce, uh, especially the essential services that were allowed to operate through this entire lockdown period have witnessed a surge and a peak that has never been seen before and that too organically, not even uh, you know initiated by pumping in marketing dollars. Without that, organically, like for example, Bedlife witnessed a 2x growth in orders and demand uh, through the entire April-May months. Um, and that that too by completely shrinking the overall outlay in terms of marketing and, and marketing monies. So, uh, in terms of the entire pandemic, I see uh, three broad changes coming on to consumers and the way they are going to function uh, in terms of commerce. Right? One, I definitely see an increased adoption of online and online uh, way of transacting for various products and services that you want. And this is, this is obviously because it is safer right and uh, it, uh, till, till the time that there is a cure and even after there is a cure and there is a fair uh, fairly you know three percent mortality rate is not small uh, people will continue to adopt and uh, increase their overall uh, buying online which is why any and every company which today is not equipped digitally to sell digitally should look at immediately uh, creating a branch that enables it to sell digitally so that Even if it is a 0 to 1% of their revenues shifting to digital, it would have been a great achievement for them. That is first. I think the second big change that is going to be here to stay is an emphasis on uh, hygiene and health and safety of various products and services. And right now, I think uh, all companies which are operating are going that extra mile to assure customers and consumers of the various practices that they are taking in order to ensure hygiene and safety. That is something that will continue to stay. And I think uh, part of it that you're going to see possibly in future is where uh, masks and masks will become pretty much dress code for people, right? And uh, sanitizers will, uh, you know, become again a very, very large category over here. Uh, The the overall hygiene quotient or HQ that's been coined by somebody else, not me, uh, through this entire period has become a a very important thing. And indeed all products and services that have an angle of hygiene uh, and or Immunity, which is the other thing that is really critical to improve your overall uh, you know, uh, standing against various germs and diseases that are going to explode in right. the uh, coming future, is going to become like a, a hot, a hot area. And therefore, all marketers will do well to take heed of the whole HQ uh, as well as the other part of it, which is uh, immunity building. Right? Yes. That's the second uh, change that I'm. Uh, particularly seeing and that is going to continue to stay, and any brand that does not address these concerns is going to have uh, difficulty in terms of being able to build trust and uh, get transactions going for it right mm-hmm. um, and the third thing uh, is I definitely see uh, you know opportunity for uh, a range of uh, products and services that are going to uh, really hover around the uh, acceleration to digital life. So uh, digital life and work from home would mean that there are going to be categories like uh, home exercising equipment, categories like uh, laptops, categories like um, you know services which include the kind of Zoom meeting and conferences that we are currently recording on uh, to really go up and shoot up and this is what is going to be the uh, norm even going forward so every marketer has to keep keep a keen eye out on the kind of categories that are going to explode and uh, see massive amounts of growth and uh, therefore manage the supply effectively Uh, one of the things as marketers that we should uh, or at least senior marketers should always keep a keen eye out on is not just marketing, for, which is going to lead to uh, an an improvement in terms of mind measures and other metrics that marketing usually measures, but it is ultimately revenue that is a goal. And therefore, marketing, which does not come with the kind of revenues that uh, uh, it th- that justifies the kind of investment that you've made is pretty much useless. So therefore, managing supply chains and supplies is something that is equally important for a marketer to look out for, and particularly for those categories that are um, right now witnessing a stick kind of a growth curve and are, cont- are now going to continue to be high growth areas uh, even in the future.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely said, uh, rightly said. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, the three uh, pieces that I also take out of this is one you rightly mentioned because it's more safer. That's why, you know, consumers would opt for digital, uh, you know, purchases. Uh, not only that, you know, you also rightly said that digital as a space is uh, exploding, right? There are multiple purchasers coming amidst because uh, of the COVID situation are coming and making purchases online, uh, yeah. right? And, and the three most, the third most essential point that you stated was uh, how are categories exploding? Categories we never thought of, right? Home fitness, uh, home essentials, you know, uh, are right now really booming, uh, you know, uh, and has and have a different market altogether itself. So, yeah. uh, yes, absolutely. So when it comes to delivering these exceptional customer experiences, right, uh, at quantity and quality. Uh, you know, to these customers, uh, customer data becomes actually very critical uh, to derive meaningful insights. Uh, you know, users purchasing from uh, you know an X source versus a Y source, like a web or an app. Uh, you know, segmentation, power segmentation, meaningful insights need to be derived. Uh, how is Medlife uh, truly approaching to this today, and how is uh, the entire unified view of individual customers individual being built?
1: See, uh, what a customer buys from us gives us a lot to understand about that patient profile because end of the day, MedLife is being used by patients, right? Sure. So, the first and the foremost grouping that we do is to really understand uh, what who, who is this patient and what is the patient getting uh, treatment for. So, if, if a person is buying insulin, you know that the person is diabetic. Similarly, if a person is basically buying some statins, you know that the person has a cardiac condition or is definitely you know, looking to protect the heart. So, the base level segmentation for us really starts from the patient segmentation that we do, which is on the basis of the different conditions that they have. Medlife is more into chronic and chronic patients because they tend to buy medicines pretty much like groceries every month and because they need to have it continually and lifelong. Uh, acute is not a segment that we are very high on, given the fact that uh, for acute you need medicines very quickly. We have express delivery in Bangalore, but again, uh, chronic dominates in terms of the overall share of sales that we have. So that is the first and the foremost segmentation that we do, and of course, uh, within each condition, uh, and actually, first of all, knowing the condition itself allows for such a wide array of personalization as well as a massive scope for uh, you know being very relevant to people. So to show diabetics uh, only things that are relevant to diabetics in terms of their other health aspects, which includes diet, exercise, uh, and even spirit, and to, a, to some extent. Of course, spirituality is common, but to some extent, managing stress, etc., um, becomes a very, very potent kind of a way to uh, engage your audiences and make them uh, really feel that you are you are an, you are someone that they can trust. Um, and of course, uh, you know even within diabetics, you have various segments, right? You have people who are, uh, and and this is where you know you have your traditional ways of really segmenting people based demographics, which would be there age groups, their genders, etc, given that we get the prescription of the patient, we are pretty much able to uh, zero in on these kind of demographic factors. Equally, geographies is important, again, from a personalization scope, wherein uh, you want to be giving uh, Tamil videos or Tamil content to people staying in Tamil Nadu, whereas give them Bengali ones if they're staying in Bengal, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and then the regular ones, uh, of course, hold in terms of looking at their LTVs, looking at uh, their kind of basket sizes. Uh, and their tenures uh, on, on Medlife as a platform.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, absolutely, Mira. In fact, uh, one of the key statements uh, and one of the key thoughts that you also have always believed in, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, that India has multiple India. It's, it, there are multiple languages, multiple genres of people. Uh, I agree
1: many Indias. India is not one country.
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. And in fact, you know, uh, the kind of segmentation, you know, and basically one of the key important points also that you mentioned was, uh, you know, there are users who purchase medicines every month, which is so crucial and essential as well, right? Uh, And and hence, you know, uh, these customer journeys, the one-to-one product recommendations uh, for for multiple users, you know, across multiple such conditions and, uh, you know, uh, buying or purchasing medicines from MedLife, you know, retention becomes a very, very key metric for us. So mm. how would Medlife really leverage on, uh, you know, unlocking repeat purchases, uh, improving cross-sell uh, of products uh, effectively uh, with, with the core, core metric of uh, really dwelling down into retention?
1: See, I'll tell you, retention is a function of two things. Uh, one, I think, is customer experience itself, which is how good was your first experience with uh, the company and the, even the subsequent purchases and transactions that you do with the company, sure. how good it is. So customer experience is one of the largest in the possibly the most important lever for uh, driving uh, retention. But outside of that, it is really uh, up up to the different marketing uh, parameters that we love to basically obsess over as marketers, right? Which is about one, staying top of mind to being uh, being a brand with the highest amount of consideration to purchase from and transact from. Three, really having a lot of brand engagement and love for the brand uh, because of the kind of marketing activities that you undertake with the customers. So uh, I will leave out the customer experience part because that has a lot of moving parts to it and uh, has multiple departments that really make for a fantastic customer experience on the customer end. But the other part, which is the second part, which is uh, one, how well do you, um, you know, manage to engage with the customer? How well do you manage to use your marketing dollars to stay top of mind? are the kind of things that can make a huge difference in terms of how customers perceive you and therefore want to keep coming back to transact with you. So for example, uh, just to tell you one of the things that we have started um, and we started in the beginning of the year is a whole set of properties that are particularly uh, looking at one building medlife as a trusted source of information because uh, and again it comes from customer insight right that uh, even during COVID for example 74% of Uh, customers that TNS has uh, uh, interviewed have said that they are really worried about the fact that internet is flooded with a lot of fake news and they don't know what to trust and what to not trust and 85% of the people uh, said that they would like to hear it directly from the horse's mouth and in this case particularly from doctors and from scientists right who are working uh, on this particular problem. Knowing this as a customer insight, and the fact that uh, let's say let's say there is a diabetic patient, and that patient is basically flooded with all kinds of messages across social media and otherwise Google, saying that you know one side will say that uh, you know Karela juice is great for you, another will say that you know it it can actually be bad for you, uh, hmm. or something else uh, you know along similar lines saying one one side it says that uh, going uh, doing this particular exercise is great for you, another saying that no you should never do this um so given given this, we quickly realized that what we could do as a great customer ad uh, and how we could actually build that entire brand and brand love and association with brand life is by actually helping patients and becoming a very trusted source of information uh, for which we started a series of properties. One, we started Medex Talks and this is of course inspired and completely uh, you know copied with pride kind of from TEDx, so Medex is all about uh, various experts which includes doctors, uh, nutritionists, which includes uh, physiotherapists, uh, yoga instructors, and so on and so uh, other people coming and giving talks to uh, various patient groups and uh, giving talks to patient groups that really deals with a lot of relevant questions uh, that that they really have in their mind. And thanks to digital and Google, you know, particularly what are the most uh, searched kind of uh, questions when it comes to a particular health condition. Right. And yeah. having experts really decode that for you, having experts tell you not just in English, but in various vernacular languages as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, and make you feel uh, that, you know, much more about your condition and are able to handle it much better is something that we undertook very uh, or pretty much early and said that this is this is the way that we can actually engage our customers and make a difference to their lives. Yeah. Similarly, we started med moves and med moves was really about, uh, you know, moves that make you better. Every condition, irrespective of what it is, requires you to up your fitness levels. So how do you do that? And particularly to the condition that you're suffering from, what can possibly make a difference? And therefore, uh, dealing extensively with a wide network of fitness practitioners, both uh, the physiotherapists kind, as well as the yoga instructors or even uh, fitness trainers in gyms, etc. So MedMoves was a move towards that and then the other thing that we realized very quickly was also the fact that a lot of people while they said that allopathy was the one that was going to make them live and live healthily and longer um, everyone wanted to augment it with uh, something which was natural right and uh, and that's why the whole med ayurveda uh, series wherein we got uh, people who are particularly vaidyas uh, and and practitioners uh, of you know, food and food nutrition to talk to people about what could they do, which was natural and not allopathic in nature that could complement whatever treatment that they were receiving. So uh, it essentially is about, you know, the other part of marketing in terms of retention is about deeply understanding your customers, empathizing with them, especially given that we are in the healthcare space Mm -hmm. and finding ways to meaningfully uh, make a difference to their lives and improve their health outcomes. So uh, that goes a long way, and as a marketer, it is not just about you know flashing your message out there, and especially if you're an online company, it is also about how are you going to get them to come back to you. What what would it be that will really make them uh, think of you in a very very different way, rather than just showing them ads saying that you have this particular service? Um, what would make them think of you, respect you, trust you, and uh, keep coming back to you? Uh, and, and you know. That, 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 that's a great uh, way of actually ensuring that you have very high retentions because people then uh, don't just look at you as one transactional platform uh, that's giving them medicines at a great price. They also look at you as something beyond that. And going beyond that is really the marketer's job and dream to make customers think of you as not just one transacting uh, platform or a product that they're buying, but actually to think of you as beyond that and what you mean to them in their lives. Right. So I think that's a very key part of retention. And I think you asked me another question, which was about upsells and increasing the LTVs mm-hmm. uh, that that really is linked to the previous question that you asked me in terms of uh, how well are you able to segment your audiences and the other equal uh, the other side of the coin is how well are you able to define what would be meaningful upsells for them? So for example, if there is a heart patient, And the most important thing for them would, uh, from an OTC angle would be possibly blood pressure monitors. It it would be, uh, you know, uh, it would be nutritional supplements that are particularly linked to uh, heart and heart health. For example, on the herbal side, you have um, herbal products containing Arjuna. On the uh, allopathic side, you have uh, products containing the COQ10 uh, enzyme, which is supposed to be very good for your heart. Or it could be just your, you know, those fish oil capsules that you have. Right, So to be able to map the kind of recommended uh, upsells that you can do to customers or indeed if it is a lab test, then a lipid profile uh, or any kind of package that contains a lipid profile would be the most apt for these people. So one side of the coin is really about segmenting and the other side is about knowing what you can possibly do to upsell to this, these particular segments with a relevant set of products and services that you have. I think that that is what really goes into the entire planning of increasing LTPs and uh, cross-selling.
0: Sure, sure, Meera. In fact, uh, those are some really, really great points that uh, even I've noted down. Uh, And considering, you know, the dream that uh, had been set out by you uh, wherein you actually stated that, you know, uh, the goal for MedLife is really uh, to focus on the overall well-being of uh, of a person, right? How MedX and MedMoves are really contributing to it uh, and how today as a marketeer, one should really be sensitive considering the space that we are operating in operating in basically uh, yes. to understand uh, you know what products to uh, cross sell or upsell or what will be the best fit uh, you know for for the consumer at the other end uh, mm. that's great uh, also one of the it, it brings me and connects me you know uh, to to the other statement also uh, that, that that you rightly had you know mentioned and it sticks to my head uh, saying that technology has really changed uh, the way consumers operate uh, and uh, you know it's it's that have had to alter themselves or alter their, uh, you know, uh, thoughts basis because the consumers have changed due to technology. Uh, Considering all of this and considering, uh, you know, your, your, uh, you know, massive and and magnum opus experience uh, over a decade now, what is that, you know, inspirational growth hack that you'd want to share across uh, to our listeners, uh, to the marketeers, product heads, growth heads listening to this right now uh, to amplify growth in their respective marketing ecosystem.
1: Yeah, I think you actually captured part of it when you talked about the fact that technology has changed consumer behavior and marketers are having to change. So I think uh, the fundamental, the most fundamental thing, and this is what I try to drum into every person that I've worked with so far sure. and continue to do so is please be very, very interested in your customer and consumer. Right? Be super interested. You need to want to know about them much more. You need to be obsessed about them and you need to really you know, think about all possible things that they that goes on in their heads if you if you do that as a marketer sure. uh, you will never go wrong right and this is this is what I, I you know sadly I find this to be something which is uh, grossly missing in a, in the in, in the whole crop of new age digital marketers that we have um, where, where, you know they are so used to digital and virtual that they don't take time out to actually go meet people, talk to them, and really get to understand them very well. Um, If if I have one mantra and one mantra only, then this would be it saying, be deeply, deeply passionate about your customers and consumers, understand them and really, you know, spend a lot of time uh, pondering about what is the exact right fit that you see your brand playing in their lives and how could it make a big difference and you will
0: just never go wrong. Sure, sure. I think that's where it all starts from. Uh, and that's where I think a lot of us would realign our thoughts to, uh, if not on that particular uh, you know junction yet, on how we can focus on consumer first and consumer centricity and actually understand consumers.
1: Absolutely. And augment that with a plethora of data that you have today. I, am, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I do not have to do a customer research today to find out saying what are the most pressing questions that uh, thyroid patients have, right? Mm-hmm. I can just use the Google... Uh, tools that are there already in terms of keyword searches and keyword planning tools and find out saying what are people really searching that's the beauty of technology and data that it is uh, you know suddenly exposed us to so you know qualitatively be as close as possible to your customers and always listen to their voice and quantitatively always keep validating what you think you have understood about them from uh, the from the ton of data that is out there uh, today digitally.
0: True, true, true. Absolutely. Understanding customers, uh, you know, uh, deciphering the data that is available, uh, you know, at your end and, and, you know, building and engaging with users in a more uh, personalized and, and with a more uh, slight sensitivity, uh, you know, uh, to, to definitely see impact and, and you know, growth uh, in your end conversions and sales. Uh, that will take care of it itself. Uh, right. I, think, I think that's a great, great, great thought, Meera. So, Mira, that brings me to the end of the podcast. It's been a truly, truly insightful session, Mira. Uh, Powered by your knowledge and experiences, Uh, I am 110% sure that anybody listening to this podcast would confirm with me in accordance. Uh, On behalf of Netcore and behalf of all of our listeners, a heartfelt thank you to share your thoughts and insights. Uh, Here's wishing you and the entire team at FedLife a very safe, healthy, uh, and strong 2020. Thank you so much, Mira.
1: Thank you, and you're welcome.